Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiek, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello. Hello. I feel like we need a new intro. I feel like a lot of the stuff is like outdated of what we do. Oh, it's true. Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, it's a good idea. I was just like, wow, I haven't taught a yoga class in a while. And then there's me on my yoga mat, like waving hi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It could be definitely updated to include more of your painting work. Mm, yeah. yeah. And you being more stationary now, right? <laughs> right. Well, it, that doesn't really show that off. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> ah, well, what so, a what a what a what a relief there. Yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. Still, all kinds of stuff. Like uh, it's quite, it's been quite the experience. You know, lots of unknowns at the moment because of the of the accident. So we still haven't heard whether or not the van is going to be uh, totaled or if it's going to be fixable. So mm -hmm. we're kind of in the, in limbo on that. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, I, I travel with my girlfriend, Jaybird full time, uh, traveling around in a, in a camper van. It was kind of more like a, like a converted work van. And a week and a half ago, we crashed into another car. And so the damage that was done to it is something more than you know, nothing because one of the airbags went off on the window side, the driver's side and the, and the, the driver's side front tire, the, the, you know, what is that called? The, the strut or the shock or whatever just snapped and, and the, it, it, it may not be stable enough to be fixed. I mean, you know, anything can be fixed, right? But yeah. will the insurance company pay for the fix? Mm. Don't know. So yeah. if they decide to call it um, uh, totaled, then we just get a payout and it won't be enough to buy a new van. <laughs> that's one oh. of the, yeah, that's one of the, the because it's a, it, was, it wasn't a manufactured RV. It was a regular empty work van with stuff done to it to make it livable. And that mm -hmm. stuff is not covered under insurance because it's not a, it's not a manufactured RV. So... Mm -hmm. So what, you know, what they assume that you, we would be buying is another new, brand new, empty van mm. <laughs> and, or not even brand new. They wouldn't even pay for brand new. They would pay for, uh, something of the same, you know, 2017 with a hundred thousand miles on it. And yeah. then we would still have to go in and spend a year, year and a half building it out again. And wow. so, yeah, with all it, it, not covering all that. So that's the that's the detriment or that's the problem with doing doing the homemade version as opposed to the mm -hmm. purchased, you know, manufactured version. Because you can't get insurance to cover all that. Yeah. So <clears throat> I always like um if you feel like deciphering the accident, um, I always like to think about what has been going on in my life that has led led up to it. It was almost like similar to my surfing accident where I sliced my head open, where it was just a lot of stress from work building up. And then boom, like it changed the course of my life of having to take care of more of myself and putting myself first. And then it led to the whole channeling with the paintings. So obviously there is going to be a great silver lining soon coming up for you. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, Maybe if you want to like talk about like what happened right before the accident that like led to it, or maybe if you even want to go that direction. But I feel like that's all part of like the topic for today of like flowing with life or what, what is the topic today exactly? Yeah. I mean, it's like faith and trust that everything works out exactly as it's supposed to. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I could talk about that because there were a lot of different things going on in my head. <clears throat> there was an emotional experience that was happening and, and most of it was an urgency. So mm -hmm. like um, we were trying to get somewhere fairly quickly. There was a lot of things that were going on. We were trying to visit my parents, uh, have enough time to visit with them. We had other plans when we arrived. Plus it was Super Bowl Sunday. So there was kind of a lot of things that we were trying yeah. to like, okay, how can we manage all this? And we were buying supplies and things as we were on our way. <clears throat> so everything was kind of building up to that. Like, oh my gosh, I've got to, 
we've got to try to get there in time. And so there was definitely an impatience on my part. And, and, uh, and so, you know, the accident is totally my fault. Like, absolutely. There's no question. <laughs> like I, I could, if I would have been more patient, it wouldn't have happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, so there's plenty of lessons there. And, uh, <laughs> thanks Josephine. Um, let's see here. I wanted to say hello to Josephine. <laughs> And I wanted to say hello to Lisa. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Well, Lisa, we haven't talked in a long time. Uh, nice to see you again. Um, so, yeah, so there there was definitely then this uh, feeling of self-blame. You know, mm-hmm. I really looked at at like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe I did that. It would have been so easy to avoid that. Um, how You know, just it's just a, in my impatience that got in the way. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely beat myself up over it a bit for the first 24 hours or so. I've always had this thing where I kind of, you know, that I can't believe I said the thing that got the person upset or I can't believe I said the thing that got me in trouble or or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, there was definitely that sense of of that, like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And then I would go, OK, yes, it's supposed to happen. It's normal. It's it's whatever. I can't you know, know mm-hmm. for sure what all the reasons were for it definitely going to be lots of lessons I'm going to learn from it. Uh, and, and some new thing will happen or some great thing will happen. I'm sure. Oh, I can't believe I did it. You know, like even with all of those thoughts that, that whole, like, you know, that, that, that memory, you know, cause I can Mm -hmm. of course picture that moment that we hit the vehicle and I thought, Oh, I just destroyed my house. You know, like instantly I just knew that I destroyed my house and, and I really, I really did struggle with that. And, but at the same time, because I talk about all the things that I talk about and I help people with these exact things, I didn't go as low as I'm sure I would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was able to sit down and like use my techniques on myself. I was yeah. able to walk up the chart and I was able to do activations and all these different things to keep myself from getting, from allowing it to be too deep of a, of a wound. I kept it yeah. from being too deep. I was able to, um, get the lessons out of it and so forth, but, but not carry a burden. That was, that was really important to me because I could feel myself starting to want to um, do that, to, to, to create a burden upon which I would, that, that I would need to carry. So, you know, it all worked out really well. And it's also great because being able to help other people, this helps that, you know, because now I've been through another situation where I got to feel what they feel, the people that I'm helping. So I appreciate mm-hmm. it from that perspective, but it also, um, it, you know, it strengthened my relationship with Jaybird. It, it it opened up the possibility of oh maybe maybe it would be really fun to stay in one place now, you know, because I'd been doing the van life thing for two years. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of different opportunities, and I just don't know what they all are yet. And and it'll take years probably to look back on it and say oh wow, you know, all these amazing things happened because of that. Thank goodness that it did. Right yeah. now, it's still so early. It's hard to know what those things are, but I mm-hmm. know I have trust. I have faith. No, no, no. I know for sure that I will look back on it one day and just be like, wow, thank goodness all that happened. Yeah. And it's just like what Lisa is saying, like having a reaction is so human and it goes to show that it's okay to have these like resentful emotions when, when an accident happens. But it's also the power of how far are you going to go with that resentment or when are you going to wake up from that resentment? And I guess you were able to do it fairly quickly because this just happened like what, last week or so? Yeah, a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I mean, within the first 24 hours, I mean, it was halftime at the Super Bowl that I sat back and went, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do some activations on myself. I'm going to think about this in a different way. And, and that really relieved a lot of that pressure. And then I still felt that, ah, I can't believe I did it for, you know, the next 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that the distance between those moments continued to increase and increase and increase. And now I'll even still have it, you know, yesterday I had it one time. I went, oh, I can't believe I did that. St- so it's still there, but, but it's just becoming less and less and less. And, and I would say that I'm not suffering at all. There's a, there is absolutely no suffering in that experience anymore. And actually I've transmuted it into excitement. I'm excited to find a new place. I'm excited to see where, where, where things are going to go next. 
So again, it's all about that faith and that confidence and that trust as the underlying piece. Even when you're going like, oh, I can't believe I did that. There's still this underlying faith and trust that it's all going to work out exactly as it's supposed to. Um, oh, and there was one point where I woke up in the night. That's always a good one, too, because, you know, you can start to feel better. And then all of a sudden you have this this being you wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, my gosh, you know what? What was this? Was it this? Was it that? Like those dark thoughts. Yeah. And and Jaybird was right there with me and said one sentence that just made me go, oh, yeah, what am I doing? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and then um, at that moment, <clears throat> my guides came to me and they essentially gave me this incredible activation that probably lasted 10 minutes where my whole body was shaking as I was, you know, removing still more of those burdens, burdensome things. Mm-hmm. And, and that was another reason why I can look at the accident and say, okay, that's something else I got out of it. I actually kind of have a new modality now as a result of that, that I've already used on my detached class to help them <clears throat> reprogram their minds. It, it came mm-hmm. to me that what I'm doing is with this particular modality is I'm helping people reprogram their minds in any way they want it to be reprogrammed. So, 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 so many things and so many more will be coming and I just don't even know what they are. That's really cool. Yeah. The other day I did, um, I do a lot, like I do Reiki on like people and I decided to like do the same technique, like as I do a lot of distant Reiki, I decided to do the same technique onto myself. So I put myself in that third person body and then just started scanning myself and releasing things. And I got to tell you, like, it was pretty mind blowing of like what came through. It's like I released something from one of my arms, like an ex. It was like a past life that we had together. And it was like through the act of surrendering and like knowing that, oh, yeah, I can do Reiki on myself. Because usually when I do Reiki on myself, I'll just hover my hands over and be like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. But this time I actually like sat down. and I'm like, okay, I'm a client now and I'm going to do this like properly. And it's crazy that like when you fully trust those guides or everyone that's coming in, like you'll get exactly what you need in the moment. And for you, you had those crazy activate, not crazy activations, but you had those intense activations. And it's like the same thing was happening when I was doing it to myself. I was getting this activation of removal of like, of letting someone go or releasing someone from my, from my field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, and, and to comment on what Jillian just said too, is thanks for the reminder that the universe always has our back. So easy to forget when you're surrounded by chaos and struggle. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that, that chaos and struggle, like you want to ask yourself how much of that struggle is brought on by you because the opposite of struggle is surrender or, or acceptance. And if you are struggling so much, then you are creating resistance. And we all know the phrase, what you resist persists. So Jillian, you want to really ask yourself, is there something that you're creating there in the midst of all the chaos where you are, you are struggling more than you need to? Um, we, I talk about it like this all the time. You can be going, you can be in a canoe on a river, right? Which way do you go on the river? Do you canoe upstream or do you canoe downstream? If you canoe upstream, you're going to effort and, and struggle and, and do all of this work to make it not very far. And then you finally need a rest. And then the, the river pushes you right back to where you were. So you, you want to go downstream because all you got to do now is just navigate a little bit, make sure that you don't run into any rocks or anything. And then you can actually look at the scenery and enjoy the journey instead of just being like trying to get upstream. You can't even look at anything because you're just putting all of your effort into going in the wrong direction. So that's, that's one of the big ways that I like to look at it that, you know, surrender and acceptance is turning that canoe around and going the way the universe wants you to go. Yeah. There was this one time where I was stand up paddling in the ocean and I just went like around a little, around a little bit by my house and I got like, I like went kind of far and then at 
some points in the ocean there's like different currents so I kind of got stuck in like a little tiny current where it was just impossible to just keep paddling because I would just like paddle 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 but I would like barely even move an inch but then I had this feeling like okay like how do I get myself out of this and I was looking at people that were far in the distance I'm like how are they flying through this and I just realized like oh they're in a different like current type type thing so I started to just observe my surroundings like let me move a little bit to the left let me move a little bit to the right and then I noticed that it got easier and easier and it's like if you're stuck in this moment of like I don't know where to go or I don't know where to be it's like look at your surroundings and try to surrender within your surroundings because there is a way out of what you're of what you're you know in, in the middle of and it could just be your thoughts like if you're so stuck in your thoughts if you just look around in your surroundings there's something that's going to help bring you back to the moment or get you out of that trance of like the overthinking because overthinking is just so easy to do but then if you take a pause kind of like your accident you, you were literally forced to pause and to reflect on what it is that you're doing because you kept on being in that ongoing state of like oh i have to do this do this do this i have to get there on time and then boom like you had that accident where you had to just phys physically stop and the universe is just like hey zane like stop so it's like interesting how like you know it was the elements like okay there was that car that that you ran into but that car was there for that reason for you to actually like make that pause and it's like that's what was helping you to get back into the into the moment and just to realign in a more positive outway so it's like the same thing with me paddling i kept paddling 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 until i surrendered to like oh let me try to just shift a little sideways and then go with the flow of where the current is trying to trying to go instead of going against it because going against it you're barely going to make any any movement yeah absolutely uh yeah you are totally right on and i want to say you know it's for jillian here who who's really dealing with something crazy right because she's trying to balance find the balance of fight and surrender in a custody battle with a narcissist undergoing a psychotic break um down as i I bet is a psychotic breakdown. Okay. So one of the things Jillian that we do is, is especially as parents, we take on the responsibility of the children to, to the, to a level that is, you know, like, uh, you know, I can't even, I can't even think of a better way to describe it because it is your entire mission, right? Because you've had a child or multiple children. And now what you're trying to do is, is give them the best life possible. And you give an awful lot of pressure. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to be able to do that. Well, one of the biggest ways or the greatest things to think about is that if you believe in the soul contract concept, which is an incredible um, uh, metaphysical concept, is that they signed up for it. So everything that's happening to them is part of their journey. And, and they signed up for it because they were ready. It's something that I like to call soul confidence. Before you come into this life, you say, okay, I want to have some challenges. Give me this one. Give me that one. Give me this one. And then when you get into the life, you're like, oh, crap, what did I sign up for that? This is terrible. But actually, think about it from the perspective of your soul self and their soul selves they're ready for anything. This and this experience, this life here on this planet is limited. It's, you know, 80 years if we're lucky. So this is a very short experience among the infinite experiences that we get to have as souls, as source, as ourselves, as all these things and all everything else. So, you know, take it from a further back perspective that this this thing that seems so huge to you right now is actually tiny 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 in comparison to your infinite existence and your children's infinite existence so they if they signed up for it too they're going to get something amazing out of it yeah they they've probably been abused by this uh this psychotic narcissist but they signed up for that too. And, and so did you to witness it and experience it and help them through it and all these things. So, so that's where resistance is, is, can be overcome or, or surrender or acceptance can be allowed because, hey, you're all in this together. Everybody is doing it and, and exactly as planned, including the psychotic narcissist, right? They signed up for all that too. 
So at least take a moment every once in a while to step back and look at the whole thing from this soul perspective and the soul perspective of gaining experience and gaining practice or whatever, whatever wording you want to use to say, hey, I got to come here to this planet and have all of these experiences. And these experiences are teaching me things and giving me all kinds of, of positives and negatives upon which we're judging. Is this positive or is this negative? But from your soul's perspective, there is no positive and negative. There is just is. Yeah. It's right. also like the power of just like that observation. Like when someone is like, um, you know, yelling at you or, you know, or just going at you. It's a power of like surrendering or observing that this person is just having this moment. But know that within yourself, you already know you didn't do anything you're you're just being but this person just needs to live out this narcissist life per se or this moment that they're having but know that the more that you react the more they're going to get triggered to keep going at you so it's almost like you just want to silently give them forgiveness and love and it's not really forgiveness of like oh i forgive you for telling me this it's more forgiving their soul like hey soul like it's okay that you're being this way it's kind of like calming them down and like forgiveness is just a filter of love and the more you forgive internally yourself the more love you'll be able to channel in through yourself because self-forgiveness i feel like comes first and then the love really flows through your veins and flows through and channels through from your guides or from whoever's here to help you and also when you're in that moment of someone is yelling at you or, or going off at you you could call in your higher self or your guides be like hey guides can you please help me during this situation and then they'll come and empower you or to give you that internal strength and power to stand your grounds or to really speak your truth and not let that person take advantage of you. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So many, that's really great. I like how you integrated love and in all of that too. It's, uh, it's really beautiful. And, you know, it, Elaine says it too. Surrendering to life as it is, doesn't mean you have to agree with it. It, it but peace comes when you accept it for what it is and let go and allow the unfolding to happen naturally. And yes, this calls for trust. Absolutely. Oh, good. Jillian, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, working on self-forgiveness. So she says, I definitely need to work on self-forgiveness as well. Yeah, for sure. So you're going you're gonna to say, from a parental standpoint, you're going to say, oh my gosh, I got my kids into this, right? So you're going you're gonna to blame yourself for that. But there's no reason to. You got yourself into it exactly as planned. Again, it's that faith. And so look at it from that perspective. Okay, I, I am in the middle of this situation. I don't care uh, how I got here. Now it's just how I treat it from this point forward. So it's the same thing for me. I ran into that other car. I could beat myself up for something that happened in the past. But that doesn't help at all because now it's all about where do I go from here and how do I accept it right now? As a sports fan, the same thing is true in sports. If, if you make a mistake that ma makes your team lose a point or lose points or whatever, if you sit there and you beat yourself up for having made that mistake, that means that your head isn't in the game, as they say, and then you could make other mistakes or you're not playing at your best. So there's... It's so, it's so true across everything that it isn't about how you got there. It's about where do you go from here and how do you approach it in the best possible way for you and for everyone else. Always keeping in mind how beautiful this journey truly is, no matter what happens to us. Yeah. Well, Lily Rose said, too, that it sounds like neutrality and, and peace, and that's what it is. It's not being... It's not necessarily being neutral for the situation, but it's that whole self-forgiveness and love frequency that you're in. It's more filtering through of what's coming through and filtering it with love. It's like, okay, 
this person is telling me this, but let me, it's almost like alchemizing it. You're alchemizing this anger or this hate into forgiveness, into self-forgiveness, and then channeling it back into love. Because what you project out, that person's going to feel, feel it. And then all of a sudden, they're st- going to start to be a little bit calmer. Maybe it'll take a couple months for them to like integrate what it is that you're either sending out to them or the way that you are, because they're not going to notice these subtle changes that you do within the first or second, first or second time that you are starting to integrate this practice of like filtering everything through self-forgiveness and love and I mean I've seen it with my own parents too like the way that my mom like reacts when my dad has his little angers um like stuff that come through and I feel like it's helped her ground her even stronger and know her self-worth so it's almost like when you work on yourself you're going to notice that you just become more empowered when this person is reacting because you'll see your internal strength and you'll see your worth and you'll notice that it, it won't bother you as much. And, you know, you did cho- choose this partner or maybe you are going through a divorce, but you chose this partner for those lessons, for those lessons of furthering your self-worth or furthering your self-care or your self-love. Like, Because if you didn't have this person, you would have not known how to integrate this even faster or how to embody the self-love or the self-forgiveness or that extra self-care that you need because they're teaching you how to take care of yourself. And the more you're able to take care of yourself, the stronger you'll be within the people that you are around with and you'll be have that gain that more self-awareness. And I feel like the more self-aware you are, the more beauty that you'll see around or the more beauty and acceptance. Yeah, for sure. I want to ask everybody here too, um, who's watching and listening. Is there such thing as a mistake? Did, did I make a mistake when I ran into that other vehicle? Did, did Jillian make a mistake when she ended up with that, with that narcissist? Um, did, did any of us make mistakes? And if so, um, what, what does that look like? Or is it possible that mistakes don't actually exist at all? I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. And, and so when it comes to having faith in, in the universe and, and in your journey and your path, it really is about being able to step back and see it from that higher perspective to see it from your higher self or your soul self or your source self. All of these experiences, whether they are negative or positive, are just based on the view of your 3D self. And your 3D self has a 3D brain, which is this mushy thing that comes up with reasons for why things happen. It searches for meaning. It searches for 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 judgment so that you can survive. So so when you're in that mindset, that survival mindset, that is pretty far away from the 5D mindset. The 5D mindset is unconditional love for all and all things. And and everything that we do and everything that we are is perfect exactly as it is. And so yeah, Amy says, "Nope, there's no mistakes." So here's and then Bernice, never made a mistake in all my life. I've had lots of experiences though. Right, exactly. Bernice, you've never made a mistake in all of your life. Oh man, I have a hard time imagining that. And Elaine, not to me, love all is infinite intelligence unfolding for the good of all in this journey of awakening in the now. All is love, right? There is yeah, there is no such thing as a mistake. Even Bernice didn't make a mistake. Uh, because what is a mistake? A mistake is that the idea that that there was a better choice, which is impossible. It's first of all impossible for you to ever know whether there was a better choice because what could have happened? Oh, if I hadn't run into that car, maybe maybe um, my my we would have we would have driven over a bridge and into the water and then we would have drowned, right? Like there's just no way of knowing what the better choice would have been because the better better choice is the only thing that you get every time you make one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um I was going through some of my paintings the like two or three days ago and I've had this gr- big green wave that I had. It was like a long wave and I wasn't like too thrilled on it. Because I was changing it so much, but I just left it the way that it was. And then I thought, you know what? I think I need to just varnish this and then let's put it in my room and figure out what the energy of it is. And when I 
and right before I go to bed, I usually ask like, okay, um, let me understand the meaning of this painting. And usually in my dreams, it comes through. And I had this like really fun dream where I was with one of two of my best friends from grade school. And with one of them, we were like doing this like combination lock where we were like putting stuff in and then like almost like we were letting stuff go and like making space for something else. And then the second dream was about like I was having dinner with one of my other girlfriends and we were just having such a great time. And then the third dream was like me making out with this one guy. And I woke up and I'm like, why did I have these like really weird dreams? And I looked up at the painting and I'm like, whoa, this painting helps open up my heart chakra. It helps like remove sp- remove things that no longer serve me to open up and let love in. And I'm just like, wow, this like painting is much more special than me thinking like physically, like, oh, it doesn't look that appealing. But the energy within it engraved it. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this is like super powerful. So it's almost like so too, like I didn't make a mistake of making this painting look this certain way. Like that meaning was just engraved within it and not to the visible eye. So yeah, there's really no mistakes that we that we do. Right. That's a perfect example because, yeah, what is that mind that says that painting isn't good enough? That's the judgment mind, the human mind that likes particular aesthetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's, that's not going to take you anywhere. But, but yeah. the, what you, you learned was amazing. And I want to comment also on Jillian's message here. Her new mantra is learn more, do better. I pretty much like that mantra, Jillian, but there's a word in there that I don't really like. And I I wonder if you could figure out which word that is, because one of those words has judgment in it. Right. And and that that judgment is, of course, do better, do better than what? Oh, are you judging that the past that you didn't do as well in the past? And so now you're going to have to do better. I would change that to just say you know, learn and be great and, or, or be my, be the best self I can possibly be, whatever it is. But, but it's not about comparing yourself to the past and, and saying that you've ever done anything wrong, but instead you, you're what you're trying to get to when you say something like do better, it's, it's find that extra motivation, give yourself that extra energy when you feel like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I, I'm, I'm sick of all this. I want to take a break. Maybe in those moments you want to, you want to push yourself a little bit more. Well, that could even be a debate as well, because maybe you need that break. And that break is exactly what will help you do better moving forward. So it's, it's interesting to, because when we, when we do, when we say do better or even be great, that is still a judgment. Um, so, so learn and, 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 love myself exactly as I am, love everything exactly as it is. And then better will naturally happen. Yeah. That's a good reminder. I feel like, you know, even everyone says like, hope you feel better, you know, Um, it's going to get better type of thing. So it's almost like you're also projecting judgment onto their situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I do in my detached program is I ask people three questions every week. The first question is, what was your average suffering over the last week on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst suffering you could possibly imagine? They give a number. Okay. What's your suffering right this second? They give another number. Already, automatically, that those two numbers are different and they're different in that your, your average suffering over the last week everybody says it's almost always higher than their suffering right this second. Well, what's the reason for that? Mostly because right this second, you're actually living in the moment. You're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. You're not beating yourself up, whatever, on and on. You are actually living in that moment. So the suffering is not nearly as severe. And then the third question is, how badly do you want your suffering to be gone? And that's a number that everybody always starts off as a 10. Oh my gosh, I want my suffering to be gone so badly that they're fighting it and they're pushing on it and they're resisting it. But the actual, the, the actual truth is that at the end of the program, everybody is at a one or a zero on how badly they want their suffering to be gone. Is it because we remove their suffering partially? Mm-hmm. 
but it's also because they're no longer in resistance to it. Yeah. It's very similar to when I make the energy portraits for people when I paint the colors of your soul. It's like you get into that full on self acceptance mode, like when you see yourself as an abstract or as a wave that I make and usually, you know, everybody cries or they have huge chicken skins and you can, I can feel their self-acceptance like, wow, like I see how beautiful my soul is right now and there's nothing more that I need to do. And my one, this one girl literally said she, she saw her energy portrait. She's like, this makes me feel I'm already complete and I'm whole. Like there's nothing more that I need to do or to search for. Like, I'm perfect just as I am. And it was so remarkable to hear that from her. And she's not even that spiritual. So that was even more like profound and more like moving. And it's like, that's why I just love like making them. It's just like filling that void of that need for more or that search for more of like, or not knowing that we are complete. It's just like really remarkable to when you truly meet your soul or meet your true self and higher self. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jillian wants to know more. Oh, <laughs> hi, Jillian. Um, yeah, you can uh, go on. If you have Instagram, you can see a whole bunch of ones that I've done on Instagram. My Instagram handle is uh, at Island Awakening. You could friend me on Facebook, too. If you're friends with Zane, then you could friend me. Um, and I do have a website, too. It's monicacupiak.com. So my first name and last name. And then I've done couples energy portraits together so you can see both 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 people into one. Um, so that's also very empowering to see how your love together works. Um, I've done couples where they each have their own and side by side they can see how similar they are or how you start to understand the other person through their through their energy. So it's really, really unique. And then there's one right here in the back of me. This one's called Magdalene. So that was a channeling or when out while I was a paint while I was painting, Mary Magdalene came through and she was sending all of her love into the painting. So I definitely have like a healing prints where you can kind of work like crystals. You can see which painting resonates with you. And then there's a message within each description of what the activation the painting holds. So you can start off with looking at those. And then the energy portraits are just a little bit more deeper because they're more specific to you. Beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's great because you, you just made Jaybird one. And so now we have one in our possession. <laughs> and it's really awesome. It's really beautiful. It's I just love the textures and the colors. Like we just talk about like, wow. And it's pretty great because on the wall that it is on right now, this kind of yellowish wall that you can see behind me too. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's like it was painted for this wall. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. I painted a uh, Jaybird's cat. Um, so she's been feeling very distant from it. So I thought, you know, this would be a really sweet way to have her cat's soul with her all the time. And honestly, when I was painting it, like I got really emotional. Like I was like, I almost cried during it just because I could feel how beautiful that that cat's soul is and how like how much love that cat just radiates. It was just super like the opposite of my cat. I was almost jealous (laughs) that like, oh, wow, like this cat is even like cooler than my cat. But, you know, all cats serve their purpose. Like I need I needed a more energizing cat because I need more energy within me. But it seems like Jaybird, that love, like she needed that that love that that cat radiates into her. So yeah. it's really fascinating to like, you know, who we, who the people around us are, are with and how they supplement our life or how they help us grow through the self-awareness or the, or just the energy that we need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and now because of the, the van accident um, and the, the likelihood that we're going to settle down, she'll actually probably get her cat back. Oh, so, so, you know, so once again, there's so many different things that, that, that we can be thankful for, even though it feels terrible at the time mm-hmm. and having that faith and trust and all of that. So I love this because there's some great conversation going on in the, in the chat right now. Lily Rose Hello, Lily Rose Chanel. How are you? Uh, it's fun that you're helping out um, Jillian and others. Uh, I, we really appreciate it because, you know, 
I say things in a certain way. Monica says things in a certain way. And sometimes the way we say things really helps people. And sometimes they need a third way or a fourth way or a 20th way. So every way that we explain things is amazing. You know, the idea that somebody, somebody said, well, if everybody's a light worker, then, then who are you going to actually help? Like, no, no, no. If every single, you know, 7 billion people on this planet were all light workers, we'd be helping the ever living crap out of each other because we would constantly benefit from all the unique perspectives that every individual provides. So the value that you bring when you go to help someone else is completely special to you. So keep it up and, and we can continue to build a community where we have all of these loving and self-loving people assisting each other with whatever they might need assistance with. Wouldn't it be crazy if every single 7 billion person, Monica, woke up and they realized their spiritual gifts and that they could, you know, help each other in different ways? Like what a what a wild world we would live in. I feel like we would shift into a 7D world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be like that. I, I guess. I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like where because I've met plenty of light workers who have very powerful gifts, but they ha- still have a long way to go when it comes to their own traumas and their own waking upness and their own, uh, you know, a lot of light workers are very upset about the state of the world. They get really into like the politics or the, or the business world or all these things. And I'm sorry, but all that stuff is just a distraction from love or it is a way that you could still have it even during that distraction. And, and so, you know, if, if people get talking about conspiracy things or about evil CEOs or evil politicians, then they're far off, far away from the track of unconditional love for all. And, and that's where we go back to our topic, that faith and that trust in everything is working out according to plan. And maybe all these negative things that we read about in the news and so forth and the latest invasion or whatever it is. It's all part of the plan to get us to that 5D, 7D and beyond existence. So we could we could poo poo on it. I mean, and, and really get mad about it. But then what, what kind of vibration is that? Is that anger vibration going to help us get to that uh, unconditional loving place? Or is it the is it essentially going to hold us back and slow us down in that process? you know, I think it's pretty obvious when you look at it in that way. And so I'm a, I'm definitely a believer in understanding everything. And boy, of all the people that need love, it's those folks that, that have so much power, right. And that can change the way that we do things on a society level. They really need love and they don't need necessarily people being upset and making other people upset and those people making more people upset and so on and so forth. That isn't the wave toward love. It's the wave that, that, that um, slows down that process, which, of course, is exactly as planned as well. <laughs> so, so there's no judgment at all. But if you get the opportunity to go, wait a minute, am I doing something where, where I'm, I'm having faith in the world? I'm having faith in the universe? Or am I doing something where I, I'm getting away from that? When, when we look at, you know, Russia invading, I, I already forget what country because, you know, I don't pay attention to the news, but Russia invades a country. Okay. So do we, yeah, you, do we get all mad and upset about Russia or the leadership in Russia and all that? Or do we go ask this question, who's more powerful, the leadership in Russia or the universe? It's a pretty no brainer answer, right? So how are you, how is getting all upset about, whatever that's going on, helping anything when, which everybody's following the universe's plan. Yeah. Lily says the truth of unconditional love for all is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what uh, Elaine says. For me, this is a journal to remember the one true self and suffering by let, letting go all separation from within, uh, from within with compassion within and 
without as the same. I think that's what she meant to say there, within and without as the same. Yeah, absolutely. Like the as within as or so without, something like that. Yeah, uh, as above, so below. Um, this self. <laughs> okay. Elaine, the self is other, other is the self. <laughs> I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but I like it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And this is, this is the, the main overall topic for today. Everything happens for a reason and we can, and, and we can to lead by example in new ways to thrive in the world we have been gifted. Yes, absolutely. The world that we have been gifted perfectly said, Alexandria. I've heard like mixed things about the phrase "everything happens for a reason." It's I like, know. I was gonna bring this up too. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, it's almost like it's like you're putting it under the rug in a way, instead of like, instead of like actually deciphering what it is that is happening. You know, because some something bad can happen to you, and be like, "Oh, everything happens for a reason," and then you're kind of just like brushing it away. Versus mm-hmm. like, you know, like, okay, you had this accident with your car, but then now it's like you're deciphering it. Like, okay, well, maybe it's finally time to be stationary. Maybe it's time to, to like, not like right. settle down, but maybe it's time to do this instead of like, you know, buying another car and then redoing it. You're actually thinking about the different um, concepts approaches. or different, yeah. different approaches to this happening to you. So right. it's almost like that everything that happens for a reason, if you catch yourself saying that you should sort of like observe what it is that's happening or that, or like write out or make a journal entry or write, write out the things of like, well, what is actually happening? You know, why is everything happening for a reason? And then maybe there's something within you that you need to shift or a different mindset approach or a different way of thinking. Maybe you keep like having the same pattern and that's why everything is happening for a reason for you instead of, knowing that this is happening for you because when you know that this is happening for you i feel like you're more confident in yourself or you that trust is much stronger versus everything happens for a reason is just like i guess this is it you know like i guess um i'm okay with this type of thing instead of knowing and fully embodying what it is that is going on right yep i like all that that's very good and then i have another perspective on everything happens for a reason of course and that perspective is you can get into overthinking about that. Oh my gosh, everything happens for a reason. Right, right. right. Oh my gosh, did, did, does it mean that I did something wrong and I'm being punished? Is it? Does it mean that <clears throat> this is the lesson and, and now I'm going to wait for the universe to give me a sign so that I know what the lesson was? Ah, you know, that just that just gets in the way of that surrender and that acceptance and, and um, that knowing that everything happens... Now, do we add for a reason or do we just say everything is according to divine plan? Okay, well, do we know what the plan is? Hell, I don't know what the plan is. I haven't seen a document that describes the universe's plan. And there's no way that I'm going to in this 3D mind is ever going to understand that or have access to the the complete plan. Hmm, No way. So, So in that case, sometimes the overthinking aspect of it can can make you um, stationary when you should be or could be in motion and going on, going forward with life and, and making decisions without worrying about, Oh, well, is this for the reason or is that the reason that can really, Mm -hmm. that can really hamper us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So all of it, all of that. (laughs) And still like bringing it back to like that, you know, the whole tr- trust thing part, which can also yeah. be like one of the most difficult thing to do, because I know when I was transitioning from my old, well, not like transitioning COVID made me lose my job, but like, still like within those like three years of like me kind of wanting to leave that job, I never really trusted myself. That trust never really fully came out, but the universe came in and be like, Hey, we're going to make you like lose your job, but you're going to learn how to trust yourself. And within the two years of like not, not being in that job, I have gained so much inner trust in myself and that knowing that everything is going to work out. And it's like, it's a really beautiful process when you fully trust and surrender to it because I would have never had gone so like, I feel like my connection with my intuition is so much stronger because of that trust and that letting go. And instead of 
thinking that like, oh, I need a secure nine to five job to like pay my bills. And it's like every month, everything is kind of just working itself out. And with it, without that trust, it's like, yeah, like sometimes I'll go into a dip and overthink of like, oh, like, is this really what I should be doing? And then all of a sudden my intuition be like, yeah, you're supposed to be painting. Like, like that intuition is just going to be so strong and like, you're going to want to like, listen to it more or get more curious about what else is within me that I can hold or, or manifest or create in the matter of sense. Like sometimes I don't like the word manifest, but it's still a part of you that you are the creator of yourself. There's a lot of different things we could say about that because (laughs) when you get into manifestation, like, Oh my gosh. Um, But Alexandria says it is when we understand why things have happened as they have, that we begin to understand how to create better. Hmm, Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to, to some degree, I agree with that, Alexandria. Um, why things have happened, though, um, again, kind of gets back into that reason um, stuff. And I just want I want to guard against overthinking because you can then second guess. Oh, maybe it's because of this. Oh, maybe it's because of that. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Blah, blah, blah. And, then, and then you get all flustered and, and so on and so forth. So um, you, you, I, I agree with you to some degree, but I also want to let everybody understand that it's okay if you don't figure out why things have happened, because again, the brain, one of the, one of the functions of the brain is to create or understand reasoning. So again, uh, there's a leak in the roof. The brain goes, Oh no, there's a leak coming through the ceiling. What's going on? I've got to get up there and I've got to solve. I've got to understand why this has happened. So I go up on the roof and I look at it and go, Oh, okay. It looks like a shingle came up. Okay. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I need to do to, to repair that, that thing. And then I'm, it's all good. Yay. So the 3d brain is trying to understand why things have happened has come, uh, as, has done its job, right? But if you try to figure out, well, why did I run into another car? I got to understand why that happened. <laughs> the, you know, the, the answer could be a hundred million things. And, and you could, could uh, find yourself t- completely lost in all the possible reasons why it happened rather than just going, okay, there's some really good ones that I, I really want to latch on to or that I want to um, add to my life. Um, but I'm definitely not going to worry too much about it because I'll just end up getting uh, in analysis paralysis. That's the thing to, to, to watch out for with all of this stuff. And, and the reason I'm harping on this so much is because I had someone in my class who that's what happened to him. He was always constantly trying to figure out like, oh, did I get a, a, a lesson out of this? Did I get, did I get a, a, um, a symbol, a signal? Um, uh, a sign, a sign that this that this is what's supposed to be, or this isn't what's supposed to be, and so then he would get stuck, or he would latch onto the wrong signs. Oh, there was a car with the, this license number on it, and that means that I did this wrong, or I did this. You know, you know that's where mm-hmm. it really gets to be analysis paralysis. So there is still this trust and faith, and stepping back and saying, I might not know what the answer is. That's okay. I know that it's something great and, and maybe someday I'm going to figure it out. Maybe not. And I'm okay with either one. Yeah. It's crazy how like, cause I was just thinking about like the signs thing too, because the date was like two, 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 two the other day. And like I, on like social media, I was just seeing so many things of like, Oh, this is the perfect time for you to like manifest whatever you want or to like step into who you are. And all of a sudden like, I had the sense of like, not like time is an illusion, but it's like these numbers are an illusion. And it's like, what are, what if these are just little like traps of like, Oh, like it's telling me to do this. Like, let me just go follow it instead of like actually trusting yourself for your own transition at your own time, because maybe your transition was on two twenty three 2022. Like maybe that was your time, but you were so stuck on that, like two, 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 like date. And it's like, you're not following that inner knowing of like, wait, like this isn't my time yet, but my time is going to be actually tomorrow or two days from now. But you would have never known because you're so set on that, like one specific date type thing. Yeah. But it's like crazy how, um, how easy it is to get sucked into those 
signs per se like obviously i look at the signs of like oh what what animal kind of comes through into my field this is just like a little like it's like it's a little i feel like numbers and and people and like um and animals are like they're all have their own like little frequency Mm -hmm. um but it's like i feel like everything that you do with numbers is like a grain of salt it's like you shouldn't be so attached to it and if you do feel like you're attached to that type of way maybe it's a time to just step back and observe like why am i so intrigued by this number and then listening to your own intuition to what it's trying to tell you like maybe that number or that synchronicity of numbers has a completely different meaning to, to you than from what someone else has channeled because what someone else has channeled was probably good for them or the collective that they were trying to channel for but your own intuition is actually going to tell you the answer for for yourself right yes yes look inward and follow your highest excitement as Bashar would say, or follow your gratitude or follow your unconditional love. Those are, those are giant beacons that can be followed without having to rely on anything outside of yourself. And that's, that's huge. So I like what Bernice says here. She has had a little epiphany for other, of her own. Maybe we judge more or question more if something negative happens, if something positive and great happens, we don't spend time questioning why. Exactly. Uh, The only time we spend time questioning why something great happens is when we don't believe we deserve it or we have um, a lack of self-love. In a lack of self-love situation, then you go, well, I don't deserve this. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure I'm going to screw it up or it's going to get screwed up. And so, you know, then then that's the only time you might question why. But most of the time you are exactly right, Bernice. We don't question positive things. And, and everybody knows that we know that we don't get lessons as much from positive things. We sort of do. Oh, but, but here's the thing. The, the lesson we get is we'll do the, do it the same way. It's going to work out the same way. If I do it exactly the same, because that's what worked before. And now when it doesn't work anymore, we go, we go, Oh no, you know, why it's, it used to work before. That's when the mind engages and tries to solve the problem. It's the problem solving that. The the salt the, <laughs> the the problem solving mindset is this infinite churning, if especially when you don't solve the problem. And you rarely solve the problem when it's a spiritual problem because you can't use the same techniques that you've used in a normal 3D experience when you're dealing with that. Yeah. There was something I was that was on my mind, but I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I distracted you. You did. You did distract me. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe by something positive happens, we don't question it again because it just shows oh. the path to go or use. Yeah, exactly, Bernice. What were you going to say? Yeah, I just remembered. So when she was talking about we don't reflect on the positive, I've actually been recently been doing this because – when I first moved here, I had a retail job where I was like number one seller was like really, really good at it. And now that I like I have to do my own sales, I was like thinking, how do I embody that that old self that was so good at making sales? And at the time, like I was surfing a lot. I was very carefree. Like I was, you know, dancing a lot. And I was reflecting. I was like, wow, I don't do a lot of those things anymore that were empowering me to like be so open into making sales. And it's been like interesting to try to reflect on that positive experience of mm-hmm. how was how was I so good at that? And then how that I've stopped dancing. Obviously, I don't surf that much anymore. And it's like these things were actually, you know, helping that third chakra of mine of being that self-confident and being that like open person. So I've definitely been trying to incorporate more of my old self into the now into the now self because over the years i've kind of forgotten about that part of me that made me be so open so i think like we should be reflecting more about the positive experiences maybe not in the moment but maybe like if you do find yourself being more in the negative part of like reflecting back to like when were you happy and why were you happy what were you doing around then or what have you forgotten to do that has made you made you that it's kind of like working with the opposites where you try to see that they're both the same where you try to come into that like neutral state of like how do i come back to that positive state 
And it could just be like that misbalance of like, oh, maybe you haven't been dancing as much. Like, oh, maybe you haven't been talking to someone for a while that was actually empowering you. Or maybe you stopped taking your morning walks or watering your plants. Like, I actually forgot to water my plants for a couple of days and like they were dying. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, have I been forgetting to drink enough water? Like, what have I been doing to forget about myself because I forgot about my plants? So it's like really interesting to like observe like you know what are the positive parts of you that you've like neglected and how can you bring it back to like now yeah that's great i like that i like how you always do that like no matter what happens to you you go you you bring it inside and use it as a reminder oh am i drinking enough water oh the the owl flew, flew in front of my car what does an owl represent oh maybe i'm not doing this as much as i could be i i like that that kind of um that again, that self-awareness, but it's also bringing in the, the signs that you get from outside of yourself to help you self-improve. That's pretty great. As long as you're not beating yourself up over it, as long as you're just going like, oh, that's a good thing I could do now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually going to, I just remind myself, I'm actually going to put a timer on to like daily, like every hour to drink more water. Cause I've actually noticed I haven't really been drinking that much water the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I feel like cause I'm like, so in the zone of like painting, I'll literally just like forget, but I feel like yeah. I need to like have that like physical reminder, like, okay, it's time to drink water. Like, even though it's like a simple like thing for you to do, I feel like it's going to help me obviously in the long run, but just to get into that natural habit of taking a break and like doing that self care. Yeah, that's great. Good for you. I like it. All right. Well, it's already been an hour. Crazy. Thanks for all the great comments, everybody. You really had some good thoughts, questions, and advice for each other. I really appreciate that uh, a a great deal because it it adds the dynamic of our discussions. And to see you guys help each other is just a beautiful experience. So thank you. Aloha, everyone. And with that, we will see you next week on Remembering Our Oneness with Zane and Monica. (laughs) Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye.